Hey everyone, welcome again to yet another episode of the Industry Show. I'm Nitin Bajaj, and joining us today is Ravi Tilak. Nitin, yes. Good morning to morning. you. So Ravi, thanks for joining us. Uh, tell us a bit about your childhood, the city you were raised in, and you know, the the schooling you did. Well, you know, I'm a city boy. <laughs> I was born in Bombay. Raised in Bombay, went to school in Bombay at IIT Bombay. Uh, prior to that, I went to the uh, high school, which was started by my great grandfather. Mm -hmm. Very proud of the lineage that he's left for us, Parle Tilak Vidyalay. You know, yes. so it's basically the childhood uh, upbringing was all Hindu Brahminical upbringing. That's what I'll say, and those are the values I still keep carrying. Very interesting. So we share the same city, hopefully a lot of the same values. So, what is the what is your favorite sport or activity? For a Bombay-born person, <laughs> what <laughs> else it can be but cricket, right? True. Do you still play? I still play, of course. Really? Yes, 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 yes. We have three teams here. No way. Los Angeles is a is a is a great melting pot of world-class cricketers. You know, people have moved in here from New Zealand, South Africa, Ceylon, Pakistan, India. So there are leagues and uh, and we play. Yeah. West Indies. And West Indies, of yes. course. Yeah, yes. yeah. And now America. I have to include America into so, it also. Yeah, the American. There is an American cricket team. Exactly. Exactly. Mostly all Indians. But which is and <laughs> and uh, West Indians too. <laughs> you're right. So you have three teams here. And you play, you're part of the three teams? Yeah, yeah. I used to play in the A team of our club, but now I play in the C team. <laughs> C is more, C is big. C is big, yeah. yeah. I have no problem with it, yeah. <laughs> okay, so we'll, we'll do some fun trivia rapid-fire questions. Sure. Okay. Uh, you're a city boy, but what's your favorite city? Of course, Bombay. And I still call it Bombay. I yeah, still call it Bombay. So I refuse to make it Mumbai. Yes. Uh, because Bombay has such a punch to it, it you know. It does. Yeah. So, uh, but you've traveled so much, like you still prefer Bombay over anywhere. Yeah, okay. If you ask me what cities I like to visit, mm -hmm. then the answer would be Moscow mm -hmm. and London. I just absolutely love Moscow as well as London. And I think London is because of the uh, British heritage yes. that we all carry in us, a little bit of it. Yeah. yeah. And Moscow because it is absolutely charming city. And what Russians have done to look Moscow beautiful is unbeatable. They, I think for 30 years they pour all their wealth, mm -hmm. poured all their wealth in Moscow. And Moscow has a dozen... Taj Mahal style monuments right. within the city. So, yeah. and Moscow is different from Russia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the third city, I will say, is Sydney. Sydney mm -hmm. is beautiful, absolutely beautiful. Especially the Opera House. Yeah. yeah. So the key thing is, two of these cities I mentioned are, have great rivers in them, right. and Sydney has a great harbor yes. and a proximity of ocean. Yeah. So I'm connected to water. A lot of commonalities. Yeah. And here you are in LA. And here I'm in LA, exactly. <laughs> with ocean on my west side, right? <laughs> Just as I was born. Northwest, yeah. Exactly. So, uh, one thing that you own that you wish you did not? 
one thing I own? Yeah. You mean uh, it has to be trade? If you're saying that I wish I did or not. something you bought. Something I bought. we buy things and then we regret. Oh, like where I, do I have buyer's remorse? Yeah. Yeah, man, I got to tell you, I bought one cricket bat because I <laughs> fell in love with it. And now I still use it, but I wished I didn't buy it. it I paid a lot of money for it, so I can't get rid of it either. Uh, but that's, that's where I have it. How, how expensive was it? $600. Whoa, no way. Yeah, exactly. Well, it was made of a special metal, like it had a spring in it that... I think this salesman just saw a sucker <laughs> printed on my forehead and that's the end of it. Too. So usually people answer, you know, I bought this boat, I bought this house, but then a cricket bag? Yeah, man, I mean, you know. It's a good See, thing. See, uh, yeah, it, is, it is good. See, what you actually want to disown is you intimately are in love with also. That is how life goes. Because it's kind of a because it it is an intimate business, you know. It's an intimate relationship, right. and uh, you like it, and therefore you want to disown it. It's Little deep, deep but that's yeah, okay. It's, it's too early in the morning. Too early in the morning. <laughs> yeah. Okay, if you weren't Indian, what nationality would you want to be? British. Really? Yeah. Even after all the history. And even after all British, the history. Right? Even after all the history. You're, you're a descendant of the Lokmanya Tilak family? Yeah, 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 I am, yeah. Not a direct descendant of Lokmanya Tilak. His grandfather and my great-grandfather's grandfather were the same person. So that's from where things have branched. It's pretty direct. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty direct still. Now, one other question. If you were running for office, mm -hmm. What would your slogan be? Now I have to take resort to Marathi. Yeah, sure. My slogan would be Thamb Lakshmi Kunkulavate Ravi Tilakala Madhyunyate. There is nothing better than that, I'm telling you. We have to find an English version so that you can run for office here. Uh, okay, we will find. When I decide to run for office, I'll call you. And we'll use this video. Okay, yeah, 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 that will be great. That will be nice. All right, so we're going to do this now. We're going to turn over mm -hmm. and go live on Facebook. Okay. And we'll keep this short. We'll keep it about 10 minutes. Mm -hmm. and I have 10 questions for you. Okay, you ready? I am ready. <coughs> Are we ready? All right, so we're going to start right now. Okay, so... Tell us about Almex in maybe one or two sentences. Almex is a global solutions provider for aluminum cast house industry. Mm -hmm. One sentence. But in layman terms? In layman terms, we develop technologies to make aluminum better. A very hardcore uh, basic level technologies. And they involve purification of molten aluminum and molten aluminum alloys, uh, continuous casting of wrought aluminum alloys, heat treatments of aluminum alloys. So whatever nature put into aluminum, mm -hmm. we try to make it better and okay, make aluminum more stronger, more lightweight, more... Uh, 
uh, high strength, yeah, the strength to weight ratio has to be kept uh, as high as possible. So, the alloys which have been flying in the sky, mm -hmm. they can start running on the ground. You see, yes. aluminum has a lot of promise. And your, your traditional industries that you work with are mostly aerospace, but now you're getting on to the automotive industries also? Exactly, because um, that's how good materials will evolve to find applications for themselves. Mm -hmm. The corrosion resistance is good, the formability is good, the weldability is good, machinability is good. So, these are all the material characteristics which render a material more universally applicable. So, you go in and so here in, in this Almex office, you're mm -hmm. going in and doing a lot of engineering work in terms of figuring out. So, this is more of a research lab in that sense? You can call it that way, yeah, because our customers come to us looking for equipment, mm -hmm. but they stay with us to buy solutions. And there is a huge difference, right. you know. Uh, when we start discussing their projects, we come to know that uh, they may not have conceptualized it as deeply as they, uh, they wanted to. Right. So, we help them in that direction also. You're kind of consulting with them to make sure they're, right. they're kind of thinking through the whole process. Not correct, just correct. And in that respect, we keep our focus on our customer's customer. Right. See, that is the most important thing. If you keep focus one step beyond, you, naturally the outcome is your customer is very happy. Right. So, in this case, are you thinking of me as the person who is flying on the plane that you are going to help, help in building? Or is that someone like a Boeing? So, if you are going through someone else, and Boeing is going to be your consumer or the second level customer. Who, who are we talking about here? No, I'm talking of you. Okay. I say you are a surfer and I want to make for you an aluminum surfboard. How about that? It's a new application. You know, something new. So I'm going to or or you, are, you are participating in French Open right. cycling right. and you want your cycle to be so light, mm -hmm. so ultraweight light that you can literally lift it on your pinky right. and you should not feel the weight of the cycle, you know. So, Interesting. that's how we develop uh, applications. How did you get started with this? Like, what, what was the, who was Almex's first customer? The first customer was right in town within um, Los Angeles area mm -hmm. and uh, the way we started was that when I was working for another company, we were looking for uh, very specialized custom-made equipment, but the industry didn't offer that to us. So that's when I got the thought that it is, uh, it would be interesting to uh, render a company such that it will always remain available to develop newer equipment and process solutions for uh, aluminum end users. How long ago was this? This was 20 years ago, 20 oh. years ago. Do you remember how big your first contract was? Yeah, our first contract, one contract was about $550,000 oh. and second contract was quarter million dollars. That's pretty huge. For a That's a, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, I mean, it's important to have a contract, right. you know, right. and because that helps you to fund your research also. Mm -hmm. Parallelly. Yeah, 
because usually people start small and yeah 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 so prior to that we received us government's uh, technology development funding also because at that time the star wars program right. was being uh, reduced in its overall uh, scope and so the government decided to fund what is called pact program for acceleration of commercial technology basically derived from defense technologies space technologies but to be put into commercial use more so that also helped our startup now was this because you have like a lot of patents about 15 patents to your name yeah so was company wide we have even more but yeah i myself have yeah yeah on your own yeah, right right so was this funding because of some of the patents that you had at that point no at that time we had no patents at all oh. how do you go in and just you must be a really good salesman then yeah you got to have a little bulb uh, trying to uh, put some light on you know and uh, i think i have to quote uh, Dr. Thomas Alva Edison over here, you know, who said, innovation is 99% perspiration, perspiration and 1% inspiration. inspiration. Exactly. You said it. <laughs> so, so that's how it happens. You have to keep thinking about finding a solution to a problem almost 24-7. And then the answers come in dreams. But this is this is the the easy stuff, right? You made it sound so easy. I'm sure it wasn't that easy about 20 years ago when you were going out and. No, actually, it has been easy. I have to admit, it has been easy, in the sense that you have you mean business development or innovation? Well, the innovation, the business development, going out and meeting people who will believe in you and who will want to work with you. Yeah. This is this is not you know this doesn't happen in in silos. It, Right, right. It, uh, you have to be so open and direct with the customers. That's how we developed all our international like business. The trust has to come in. Exactly. Yeah. So we how have. Many, how, sorry. I, how no, many how many countries are you working with right now? Like, I know you do a lot of work here. But we are work. now in nine countries. Wow. China has been huge for mm -hmm. us. Russia, Poland, Romania, Germany, India, Korea. So. We are uh, Brazil. We are just getting just into getting now. Yeah, just getting in. So this is really interesting. I mean, these are this is these are the countries where a lot of the development and innovation is happening. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. But yet they need a company. Hey, like that's company. America. You know, that's America has always stayed ahead or at the forefront of the cutting edge of technology. So you're the poster so, child for this administration. Yeah, I can. You can say that. We did receive uh, United States uh, Department of Commerce's highest award. It's called Excellence in Export Award. And uh, we asked them, how did we come on your radar? And they said, because you are exporting to all these countries with which U.S. has a trade deficit. That's why. That's, so, that's amazing. yeah, that helps. That helps. And you because have a few world records also. Yeah, yeah, we do. We have the world record in casting the largest size of slab, aluminum slab, and the largest diameter of uh, billet. Wow. 52-inch diameter billet. It's huge. How heavy is that? That's about uh, 80,000 pounds. Oh. One piece of metal. <laughs> okay. 
So we want to keep this this section short. So mm-hmm. I'm going to skip a few questions and kind of come to the do you have any philosophical or practical advice for other entrepreneurs that are getting started or want to become entrepreneurs? Philosophical advice is uh, just look within and find where your real interest is. Mm-hmm. And uh, you have to really know where your real interest is. You want to play with fire or water or documents right. or, uh, you know, uh, metals or code development find that way, biology, whatever, right. find your passion. And the second advice is never lose focus of money. You have to keep money always in focus. Cash flow, uh, income streams, income earning opportunities, and uh, relationships. And that's why we have made our company's motto that our knowledge is cast into aluminum. Nice. I like that. But our relationships are cast in stone. Nice. So this is very important, you know, to keep keep uh, yeah. a nice rapport, very healthy rapport, yes. doesn't mean you cannot argue with your customers, but it should all ultimately aim towards betterment of both businesses, right. yours as well as your customers. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Now, did, along this journey, did you use a coach or mentor? Yeah. I consider even our... Uh, shop floor uh, machine operator to be my coach and mentor. That's amazing. Yeah, I have, uh, I'm always learning. Every person has to contribute so much, you know, his life with energy and ideas. And all we need to do is uh, tap into their brains. Just be open. And just be open. And they become great teachers. Right, so that's just over 10 minutes, so we're going to continue this conversation on the Facebook page of the industry so so see us over there okay so what what has been the difference between the times you've succeeded and not succeeded difference has been 6 months <laughs> <laughs> so you go back and try it again yeah you go back and try it again you know what einstein said he said He's defined what is stupidity. And he says, to keep doing the same thing and expecting different results is how what he calls stupidity. (laughs) So you have to stop doing what you're doing. Right? So, but for me, I'm a slow person, so it takes six months. I don't agree with that, but (laughs) I get the message. (laughs) So, what is the one thing that drives you what motivates you to you know keep getting back up and going out there and you know driving this i mean you're pretty successful you could just retire if you wanted yeah i guess my uh, that's my father's teaching mm-hmm. very miraculously i think he takes every day in the morning a pill mm-hmm. and i call that pill a amazement pill and I also take one early in the morning. And when you take an amazement pill, the whole day you remain in, in a great state of getting amazed with every little thing. It's like a five-year-old getting some Yeah, exactly. Day. And so, so that keeps you going. Then you don't know when, when you're ready to fall asleep at night. 
So it's a different, it's a different day, it's a different challenge every day you wake up. Exactly, exactly. Is, is there a customer aspect to it? You know, the people you said, you know, when you're looking at, from a customer standpoint, you're thinking about the second level customer. Is there some correlation to that? That kind of says, you know, no, I want to go make this world a better place. Yeah, that is always there. If you, if you cannot include that as a part of your existence, then you are becoming an island. Right. And you want to be an ocean yes. all the time, yes. right? Uh, <clears throat> so it is essential that we have to keep a focus on uh, making the world a better place. There is no doubt about it. And you hit the chord there very well. So you have a vast amount of knowledge and experience. I mean, every time I've spoken to you, you know, you draw inspiration from music, from language, from spirituality, Osho, you know, Jaggi. Like, tell us more about it. Like, what, if you were to kind of concise that into, I don't know, two, three minutes, like, what, what would you share with us? I am attracted to mysticism. Mm -hmm and to knowledge which is not available to our ordinary senses. So this knowledge is locked up in different uh, spheres and different orbits. Mm -hmm. So for that, you have to read all kinds of philosophies, uh, <clears throat> including spiritual, uh, mythological, theological, as well as modern-day sciences and try to find the connectivity mm -hmm. between all of these. Um, the scientists say that brain cannot think logically. Brain does not have a function to think logically. Brain thinks analogically, right. which is by connecting points. Right. So to connect points, you have to br bring an assimilation ability. And with that assimilation ability, uh, I have found that your heart also opens up. Mm -hmm. You know, you look at two islands in the ocean. On the surface, they look two separate islands. But you go a little bit below and they are connected with the bridge, right, with the land bridge. So, uh, similarly, we are all ca uh, carrying our, uh, uh, ourselves individually, but we are all wearing personas various personas that we bring on to ourselves and then we bury our individuality but we actually connect through our individualities so at that level you have to go and see where is the connection mm -hmm. so in in one sense what you're also saying is we have to increase the brains the number of points right that that want to light up so the more you drop in mysticism or religion or spirituality or music, it just gives you more points that you can assimilate. Right. You know, as Bhagwan Buddha has said, Appo Deepo Bhava, right. meaning every person should become his or her own light. Right. But how to become that light? Osho has given the best answer to it. And, um, uh, and it's all within us. So, you just have to take the time to peek inside. Right. But that time cannot come at, at a fixed time of the day. 
you have to inculcate the practice of doing that continuously. It's just your subconscious, you just... Yeah, you are, you are a witness. You constantly have to be a witness. So you're like doing that thing even now as you're talking to me? <laughs> I guess so, yes. No, I am. Actually, I am. In Dhaneshwari, Dhaneshwar calls it that you have to become the eye of your eye. So what your eyes are seeing, you should be able to see that as third person. Then you are able to really see things as they are. But for that you have to become empty, completely empty and remain as an empty person. Um, so only then the others can see you also. But that can be hard, right? You, we live in a capitalist country, and money drives a lot of the things. <clears throat> how how can you be empty when, at the same time, you know you have to think about a lot of the what we call like you know the daily struggles. Daily struggles have to be accepted mm -hmm. as a part of amazement, <laughs> you know. <laughs> And uh, watch the Krishna's philosophy on this is uh, nothing that you do really. So why take why tension about it, right. right? But I'm sure that's not true for you. I mean, you take your work seriously. You have a commitment. You have oh, every person has to make his business to take work seriously. How and does one live and in that emptiness, but also at the same time, you know about those things? I guess you just have to be want to be that way. You, you, have, to, you have to know that it is important for you. Mm -hmm. Only then that proper knowledge will into you. It, it's a function of what you are reading all the time. You want to be a billionaire. You have to read books about becoming there is no, no option otherwise. You know, you have to really immerse yourself into that mode of uh, thinking and develop your knowledge base and your platform. And your friends and yeah. right, everything. You want to open your heart, right. then you have to read whatever the experts have said about opening your heart. Mm -hmm. it's, it's like that. Just go in and, and dive into it. Dive into it and stay there. So switching back into, I guess, some some part of business. Right? So here you're, you know, you're not just, I guess, not metal nerds, but you also do a lot of software tech. Right? You guys build your own software for a lot of the work that happens here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, we have to because you know our the machines that we supply mm -hmm. they typically get installed on one acre land. One machine. Wow. That's how big the whole spread becomes. Wow. And uh, there are several machines then, basically, which are interlinked and have to be working together as an orchestra in order so to make it. Uh, just like the islands are connected. So, so we write our own code, process code, what is called PLC software. Okay. We have to develop all the software for human machine interface connectivity. We have to develop software for uh, supervisory control and data acquisition systems and as well as with the uh, remote world uh, viewing capability. 
So is a lot of this custom to each machine that you build? Yeah, it has to be. Wow. It's a lot of, it's a, it's a lot of, lot of uh, uh, effort is involved in, in delivering a fully automated world-class system. How long do these projects run on a typical we have to spend on each project minimum 12 to 15 months wow. to get one shipment out of the door. How many people get involved with this with the project? Typically about 30. From your team? From our team. And 30 people have to be dedicated to issue one full project out of the door. Wow. And like how big are these companies that are your customers? Like what are their our customers are very large companies, mm -hmm. most of them. Um, Size-wise, they are in the $10 billion range wow. because that's the kind of investment that is needed True. to be in the aluminum business, on the primary aluminum side. Wow. We also have a lot of recycling customers because we are very heavy into green technologies. And in Southern California, we received the BACT award twice so far, okay. which is the best available yeah. control technology right. for pollution control. Um, well, which doesn't matter as much, right? Since a couple of days ago. No, for <laughs> us it matters, <coughs> and for our customers it matters, right. and for the neighborhoods where their plants are located it matters. Right. Where it doesn't matter that directly is if your plant is located far away from uh, human civilizational areas and, and many of these plants all around the world are located that way. So for those plants it doesn't matter but if you are a recycler within a city or at the outskirts of a city then you have to follow green technology objectives. Right. Right. Okay. Um, do you invest in other startups or entrepreneurs? No. Why not? Because I haven't found the time to disinvest from my business. I just keep investing in my <laughs> own business. But my wife does. My wife invests significantly into... You ask if I invest, and yes. I, my answer is no, I don't. That's just... That's not a... Not because you don't believe in others. It's just because you don't have the time. Yeah, exactly. It's because I have not given the time to study a proposal that comes in and I have found more uh, interesting and more indulging to keep spending time in my own business and in my own metallurgical world. Well, why, why on Saturdays? I work on Sundays as also. Well, I didn't want to be the one saying that. <laughs> well, no, that's all right. So hey, look, let me tell you, hard work has never tired anybody. True. You know, True. if you're working, if you're working with passion, then it's not really working anyway. It's, you're having it's fun. Like exactly. You yeah. that there you go. Right. Maybe you should start selling that next. That Maybe. That's, I think, you know, my wife keeps telling me that. <laughs> so I'm, I'm actually looking for under what disguise I should sell my amazement. <laughs> Maybe I should wear a, become a Swami or maybe become a mystic or somebody. You already are one. That's what I think. Well, if, if <laughs> then so you will be my first customer. I am. Okay, I'll take write, one. I'll write you a check right now. <laughs> you got it. <laughs> so what's the one thing that's uh, the one most exciting thing for you right now at this point in your life? 
professionally i'm trying to invent a series of aluminum alloys which are based on nanotechnology that field is just mind boggling and as i am research more into it i find we haven't even scratch the surface of the capability of materials materials the whole world of materials you know so that's yeah see look you drive a car and the car weighs 3000 pounds and you weigh 200 pounds or you know there is the very disproportionate deployment of use of materials right to transport a 200 200 pound mass weight you are employing 3000 pounds of so 2800 pounds are being transported no reason so it's only the material the development in materials technology that is going to bring the pollution down they're going to bring the uh, energy allocation corrected energy dynamics corrected and it's going to make humans safer and uh, more challenging more agile and more efficient it's going to solve the recycling problems also so i invite you to join the materials world how about that just that i don't have any background well you don't need the background you if you believe in it you will yeah get the background the automatically running around asking that's the best way okay. that's the best way <laughs> so to to kind of wrap this up uh, i know you're you're into philanthropy you believe in giving back to society so tell us a bit more about that why do you do it and what do you think are others in the community doing enough well bottom line i like to do it because i don't like to say no i haven't gone and found charities worth uh, giving to you know or meaning who you i really okay i want to give so much money so who should i give not like that i leave it to the destiny whoever comes to me and whoever asks for money i give it to them that's that's how it has gone so far so i can just register as a non-profit and take whatever oh man you must you will be amazed <laughs> what it can do for you right. on that note we are going to sign off and i'm going to convert myself to a non-profit but ravi thanks for joining us this has been a pleasure and uh, we hope to keep hearing from you and learning from you Thank you very much for inviting me and three cheers to your channel. Thank you. The Industry Show. Thanks guys, we'll see you at the next show. <laughs>